following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, do you, do you hear something? Boom, boom. I thank you very much. Boom, boom. Here I come to save the day. Boom, boom. That's right. This is a very special episode of Retro Pop slash Retroactive Sports Podcast. We're doubling you over. I didn't think that sentence through before saying it. No. <laughs> didn't think it through. I am Johnny Townsend, and I am pleased as uh, a punch, as they say, down here in the South, to introduce not just one co-host for this. I'm going to double it down. Uh, I'm going to take one awesome person and add even another awesome person. And if my math serves me correctly, and it rarely does, that's two awesome persons. And we've done it. We've done it here today. I have, of course, the, my co-host from Retroactive Sports. That's a certain man with such dignity and uh, and character and uh, uh, and uh, uh, oh, and uh, uh, he's he's really good with a uh, deck of cards. I don't actually know if he is or not, but it's <laughs> Andrew Lenz. I actually have to have my wife shuffle for me. I do too. I mean, I don't have a wife, but I can't shuffle cards. <laughs> Never could. Uh, I have to do it individually, and I look like uh, an idiot. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'm very good at. So, but I like the deck of cards thing because I did enjoy Gambit and X Men. So that was kind of, that's kind of nice and refreshing. There. there you go. And speaking of X Men, I need. Someone with a great set of eyes for their optic blasting. The Cyclops to my Wolverine. I, I wanted to be Cyclops so bad, but I'm going to let him be Cyclops. Thank because you. Because he is Matt Johnson. Hello. And can you, for, can you shuffle cards? Yeah. I, I can. Yes. Oh, yes. Son of a. I know. And I just wanted the listeners to know who is, you know, introduced first and who was introduced last as in last best for last um uh, i just wanted to say that i wanted to point some you know point point that out uh for everybody that uh best for last i'm Hello. just happy to have uh two people fighting over me i feel great you should introduce us both at the same time all right here we go uh andrew matt lens johnson andrew <laughs> uh, mandrew it sounds like a mother like Lens. Yelling at me. just some random Lenson. Lenson. <laughs> Andrew Lenson. Uh great to have y'all. Yeah. All right, there uh, we go. Equality. We, go. we are equal now. Yeah. Oh, is that so what, what this is? I'm gonna play equality. Do I get a participation yeah. trophy at the end of this episode? No. I and it's uh it's it's I'll send you a little sticker with a smiley face. A smiley face sticker. <laughs> I will take after this. I will take it. On a deck of cards. And say, please learn to shuffle these so you can shuffle for me because I can't shuffle either. I actually bought an electric shuffler. That's how bad I Whoa. am. Whoa. Wow. I, I could use that for my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even shuffle uh, a playlist on YouTube. 
Uh, but uh, here we are. We're doing something special this week. And let me t- let the peeps uh, in behind the scenes of what happened. Weeks ago on Retro Pop, Matt and I uh, were trying to decide what we're going to cover next. And I said, you know what? I'd really like to talk about Andy Kaufman. And Matt was like, all right, let's do it. So Andy Kaufman became the topic. And then Andrew did not know this. No. And he came to me uh, like within a week and he said, hey, I really want to do Andrew, uh, uh, I Andrew Kaufman. <laughs> I really want to do Andy Kaufman and Jerry uh, the King Lawler. And I was like, that's a good idea. Did you know that we were already going to do that on Retropop? And then it hit me. Uh, and then after I reported that abuse, I got an idea. <laughs> and you still could have been after that either, too. It was a great <laughs> idea. You know, it, 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 yeah. we're literally recording. Like, this one piece of audio is going to be placed on two different feeds. I'm actually going to put it on every one of my podcasts. Uh, I don't care what the podcast is, so I hope you're enjoying this on Retro Blist. That's not uh, a bad – you know what? That's not a bad idea. I wish I would have thought of that from the beginning. Just every time I did a show, just put it on every – like, oh, we're oh. – today on the, on the Push Start podcast, we're talking uh, – we're talking <laughs> NFL action here as the Colts. <laughs> I should have did it. I should have did it. I, I fudged up. I fudged up. Just throw everything out there. Make sure yeah. everybody knows that you have That's multiple right. podcasts and where they where they can find you at. Yeah, do that first, but then the secret is all the podcasts play the same audio every week. <laughs> That's right. And That's Section right. six wrestle Section Six WrestleCast. Today we are talking about Chef Boy R D. Right. You know <laughs> I heard that's the lost episode. <laughs> of retro pop yes yes it is it's gone it never it never happened <laughs> that was the most disappointing uh one of the most disappointing moments of my podcast uh career if you can call it that um yeah yeah a lot of hard work in editing just gone and oh, you don't know where you lost it after you edited oh yeah oh I think what happened was, and I know we're getting sidetracked here, but I think what happened was our our, our wonderful Squarespace website um, did what it loves. It does just the best and doesn't work when you need it to. Uh, so I think I was having trouble uploading and I forgot that I had trouble uploading. And then I have to clear out my computer every now, every like couple days because it doesn't have, it has like 30 hours of, of of space and it disappeared yeah i understand that that's from your ears to uh bill gates ears as that saying goes yeah Uh, yeah, uh, so we're talking andy kaufman today uh for both these shows because it fits and unbeknownst to all of us the wwe just announced as of this recording very recently andy kaufman is getting put in to the wwe Hall of Fame. Really weird that he hasn't already been in there, but here we are. It is very weird. I'm glad that they waited, though. I will say that I am. They have a they have an issue right now where they're running out of people to put into the Hall of Fame, (laughs) and they're just literally. I mean, Kaufman definitely deserves it for what he did for pro wrestling in the '80s. Um, No doubt about it, and should have been in a long time ago. But also, 
with how like picky that they are with who they let in and 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 whatnot, I'm I'm glad they're waiting. You know, they waited this long and didn't try to force it. It it does see. I think he, I think he should have been in sooner. But I do agree with you that it's cool that it, he's going in now because it's a bigger ceremony. If he yeah. would have went in the earlier years, I think he would have got lost in the shuffle of a lot of people that yeah. did go in and nobody, they didn't televise the ceremony. Yeah. A lot of shuffle you, talk today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you get to see him and then people that don't automatically know the story can find out more about the story and be intrigued. And honestly, out of everybody on there, he's probably had the most to do with pro wrestling and what it is even today by today. Yeah. Standard. Yeah. yeah. I agree. And, and we're actually coming uh, really soon. I, I think it's next year uh, is actually the anniversary of his passing. So it's coming up quick. Uh, that is. So uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, and another person taken way too soon, uh, yes. way too young. Uh, he passed away, but while he was here, man, he made an impression. That's for sure. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, but guys, fellas, gents, peeps, let's get into it. Let's talk about um, our personal history with Andy Kaufman. I discovered him through comedy first, oddly enough, despite the fact that I grew up a wrestling nerd, uh, but it was my comedy nerdness that found Andy Kaufman. And it was uh, trying to remember what it was, but I just saw like a random clip of this guy on stage, just standing there stone faced as the, as the Mighty Mouse theme was playing. And then when that chorus comes here, I come to save the day. It gets really animated and he lip syncs it. And I was like seven or eight when I saw this and my mind was like, this guy's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when I kind of started really discovering him. And when I got a little older and I got really into comedy, he was just so fascinating to me, just his presence and how he didn't, he obviously did not care if people got it or not. And he would, but he would take those chances uh, anyway. Like he, that was more, you can tell that was more of the thrill for him was the art of it. The art of uh, how people react to things was way more important to him than a humongous laugh for a punchline. And I would dare say, I don't know how he would feel about this if he was still around today, but I would dare say he's one of the pioneers of like alternative comedy. Uh, for sure i was <laughs> if you go to wikipedia it actually lists i don't know why they're starting to do this but they'll list all the different quote-unquote genres of comedy he was yeah in and one of them was like anti-comedy yeah i seen that or like a few <laughs> hours ago i'm like I, what the hell is that 
I guess I guess it's isn't it just like drama? Is that what that is? <laughs> anti comedy is that like anti pasta? Yeah. Like like yeah. is is anti drama? Is that comedy? And, you know, there's well, he's, I never heard of that term before. He I always wanted to make people feel uncomfortable too. Like yeah. you said with the reaction, it's not so much of are you gonna laugh at me? But even if I can just get any reaction. Yes, yes. It was way more, I think he was more fascinated with uh like human behavior yes. than anything else. And there was like an interview with him too, where he actually said that he doesn't even consider himself a comic. He's uh he's a performer, he's not yeah. really a comic. And I think that's that's probably fair and, and true. And that's not knocking him or comedians down at all. That's just what he did was his own kind of brand, especially at that, especially when he was doing it, uh, was it wasn't seen everywhere. I'd still say his style of comedy was pretty unique. It is unique compared to today. Um, I, I you know, I I don't really see like comparatively, I really don't see too many acts that are like weird and goofy like that. You know what I mean? Especially like doing yeah. shows and and I mean and, he was playing characters on stage. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That was his get up. I mean, uh, maybe Jeff Dunham, but that's a whole other style of comedy. Yeah. Um, a completely whole different style. Kaufman was unique. I mean, listen, that's how you stand out, right? Is 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 doing your own version of something that people, dozens and or excuse me, not dozens, hundreds of people, um, are already famous for doing. The comedy scene was massive in the 70s and 80s while he was growing up to be a part of it so let me do something that's weird and awkward and stands out and 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 you know here we are uh, all these years later and and he stands out for that reason so i agree with your perspective on that yeah that also came from uh jerry Lawler was talking about it too it's honestly is him watching uh, the nature boy buddy rogers and picking up yeah. at a very young age where i didn't learn this until later on that these bad guys or heels in wrestling make you intentionally hate them, make you get that reaction or anything like that. And he was like, you, this guy's really making me want to hate him, but I'm just going to like him even more because of it. Yeah. It's a skill. It's a real, it's a real skill. Uh, not everybody can do it. And it's pretty incredible. I mean, there's a lot of stuff and I'll get into it here in a second that really formed him, including his love of pro wrestling and especially the bad guys and uh you know elvis like there's all kinds of things he oh, was yeah. fans of that really if you look back on it really kind of formed who he became and his style of entertaining and that makes sense right we're all kind of a uh you know i think i consider all three of us creative people and i think we're all kind of you know uh, we're we're sons of the things that we grew up really digging and enjoying right like those things inform a part of who we are well that's that's how i first realized andy kaufman is kind of like in the sun's thing in a way my mom liked taxi so when taxi did hit syndication that's how i found out about andy kaufman first time seeing andy kaufman was him as laka yeah and then later on comedy central did things where it did show the wrestling and then old snls and stuff like that where you're like kind of like you johnny where you really appreciate what he's doing even though it's not the norm 
it's something different. It's something innovative. And plus two, his name is Andrew, Andy. I'm Andrew. So it was cool to see a celebrity with somewhat of my name because there's not too many. Like you have a cool robot and a cool country singer, Johnny, and Matt's yeah. got a bunch of, got, you know, all a bunch right, of Matt's right, out there. All right. There's so only one you, Matt yeah. Johnson, but yeah. Yeah. But when is you, there? No, there's a lot of Matt Johnsons. They're not famous, but a lot of Matt Johnsons. Yeah. But when you it's see not, somebody with not the one that I not the one that I know though, there's only one Matt Johnson I know, and he's he's a goat. He's the goat Matt Johnson for me. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into uh, let's get into the history of Andy Kaufman. You know what, Mister Lawler. I've heard all these things you've been saying about me on television. You want to wrestle me? You want to wrestle me, my for style? All right, fine. I'm not afraid of you, Mr. Lawler, because let me tell you something. True, I only wrestle women, but I've wrestled women that are a lot bigger and stronger than you. Matter of fact, they're probably smarter than you because you don't have any brains. You're from Memphis, Tennessee. All you do is plow the fields and farm and the farm and the... Uh, is that how you talk to Memphis, Tennessee, Mr. Lawler? Duh. See, Mr. Yeah, a certain January 17th, that's another reason I relate to Mr. Kaufman here, we're January babies, uh, was uh, in 1949, a certain Andy Kaufman was born. His mom was a homemaker and a former fashion model, and his dad was a jewelry salesman. But it was pretty evident from an early age, like we kind of alluded to already, that he was just, he really had that performing bug, right? He really liked doing it. So even like as young as nine years old, he would actually try to perform at birthday parties and stuff like that. And he was, uh, and we've already mentioned that he loved pro wrestling. He loved Elvis. He, he, uh, there's just any sort of getting on stage and putting on a show that just really, really appealed to him. And when he grew up, when he grew up, he actually would go to a college that doesn't exist anymore called Graham Junior College, and uh, this is where he really started to lay some seeds of, I'm really going to make this uh, my thing, because he actually had a campus TV show in 1969, nice, called Uncle Andy's Funhouse, and I mean, there's, there's all kinds of tales about Andy, and there's another thing, too, that makes Andy very much like pro wrestling. Some of it, like you don't know if it's kayfabe or not, right? Yeah, that's that's part of Andy Kaufman's legacy, and I think he would want it that way. I think so. Uh, yeah, that's a good. That's another really great point. I, I yeah. remember one of the comedy specials I watched. I was like, "Is this dude for real?" He's like asking. It was like Howard. No, not Howard Stern. Uh, Dave Letterman, I think, and yeah. uh, he was asking the crowd for dollar bills because something happened or he needed some kind of procedure. I'm like. This is making me uncomfortable. Is this real or not? Like, what is going? And they escorted him off stage. I'm like, this is good stuff. Yes, yes. this is very good stuff. Yes, he would do things like that. Uh, one of the stories that was told was that he loved Elvis so much, and he really wanted to meet him that he actually hitchhiked all the way to Las Vegas and showed up unannounced to meet Elvis. <laughs> what are those things? Uh, but it wasn't even too long after uh, junior college that he would actually start going out to like. Uh, coffee houses and and small comedy clubs and stuff and just trying stuff he would just go out there just trying stuff and it was very different it wasn't like he'd go out there and have like a quote-unquote a set you know most comedians have they work on their jokes and they have like a whole list they even write their jokes down most of them and really work on them it's a whole craft to it right 
and uh but Andy was different. He would try characters and he wouldn't let the audience in on it. Uh there's all kinds of things. And he started growing bigger and bigger and more well known for this. He would create characters. There's the the uh the foreign man was one of the big ones that got him noticed. Uh but he did all kinds of different ones. I think- uh, yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Oh, his probably his biggest one is Tony Clifton. Yes, yes. Because uh, to the point where he would do things where like he and Tony Clifton would be at one place at the same time, sometimes because he would get somebody to pretend to be Tony Clifton. I mean, that's pro wrestling, man. That's yes. <laughs> that was like I remember watching a special on him, and that was like the biggest thing was everybody be like, well. Andy Kaufman's Tony Clifton, and he's like, "No, I'm not Tony Clifton." And then all of a sudden, like you said, him and Tony Clifton would show up in the same place, and Tony Clifton was so rude and a crash, very crash like lounge uh, lounge singer, and you yeah. know, wear like the very oddly flamboyant clothes and everything else. But he was just, it was just crazy though when you just saw Tony Clifton and the way that he talked and he was, as Matt was saying, you're like, is, is this even a real person? Cause this is really making me feel uncomfortable the way that Tony Clifton's acting. Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't the only characters he, he would try. There's all kinds of, them. there was the, of course the, he would do that Mighty Mouse thing I talked about before. Uh, one time he was, I don't remember what the novel was. It's one of the classic novels. He took a was it the Great Gatsby or something like that? Yeah, it's it's a long book, but he took it out on stage, and just started reading from it. That's all he was doing. He was just standing there reading from it, and it was a packed house, and the people in the crowd didn't understand what he was doing. But he kept doing it so long that it became funny. And then when I started laughing, he would ask them to please quiet down. I'm reading this. <laughs> what well, a I master mean, who, psychology! Exactly. I mean, who does that? You know, it's just such a Oh, a weird thing. And then he started, uh, he got noticed. And in, even in early SNL, they noticed him and they started kind of featuring some of his stuff on there. Uh, and then he started, uh, then he actually got the part, like we said, on Taxi during this time. So his stars really rising. Uh, he's becoming a well known TV star. Taxi was a huge show. I mean, I don't think a lot of people know today uh, how big it was, but at one time, it was one of the biggest shows on TV. That was a star-studded cast. Yeah, right. Didn't it launch like Danny DeVito's career or was a big part of that? Uh, Danny DeVito, Christopher Lloyd, Tony Danza, Judge Hearst. The one girl is mistake is. uh, Is escaping my head. Um, Oh, Marlo Henner. Like, yeah, those were all like big time people. Te- I mean, like, even today, those names are yeah. studded. Yeah, even today, that's a wow cast right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's just incredible. And uh, it's, and honestly, I don't know if you go back and watch Taxi, but it's, it's still pretty funny. I watched it not too long ago. It's got some pretty great jokes in it. <laughs> it's got Tony Danza. Yeah. Well, oh, you can't go wrong, man. Who's the boss? It's not Tony Danza. Just to, so you know, it's not him. It's the, it's a, Angela is the boss. <laughs> I found that out. I remembered that. Uh, but yeah, so he was on Taxi, which was one of the biggest shows on TV. And he was such a character in a show that was full of characters, but he still even stood out there. And that got him to become even bigger. And that's when he started uh, like going on like Letterman and stuff. He was actually on Letterman a lot, uh, way more than the one we're really going to talk about. But he would do all kinds of things on Letterman that were just 
weird, odd ideas he would have. And uh, it's just, it's just really strange. Like he would just, he was not afraid to fail. That's one of the biggest things I think that sets some people apart. Failure really does kind of keep us from doing certain things. One time I met a comedian and uh, I won't say his name though. He's awesome. He's an incredibly funny guy and he was awesome to me, but uh, he was encouraging me because he thought I was funny to get on stage and try doing stand up. And I froze, which is really weird because I've done all kinds of things in front of people all the time. But it's like when that was my sole goal was to get up there to make people laugh. Like it was just different. It's it's different. Yeah. So uh, it's just like that whole thing of I've never been afraid to fail before, but that was different. So I had that. I just gained so much even more respect for that whole craft there for that one time where i fell on my face miserably and it wasn't a small house too like there's barely hardly anybody there it was at a restaurant even if i'm thinking correctly uh so it was just so wild uh but that's just one of the things i mean he would get up there knowing that he there's a chance people are going to be mad there's a chance people are just going to be perplexed (laughs) and like you guys said most of the people are going to come out of that thinking what is this? <laughs> is this real? But let's get into the big part of his life yeah. that both set him apart, but also the part that you don't know is it actually kind of hurt him too, is when he got involved with pro wrestling. So as he was doing some shows and stuff, he started doing this thing where he would have random ladies from the crowd. This is even before he was actually at real wrestling places. And he would wrestle them and if and see if any of them could beat him. And there's yeah. a really great interview you could find with him. Like somebody asked him, why, do you, why are you wrestling women? And he goes, because if I wrestled guys, they'd beat me. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, the self-proclaimed intergender world champion. Yes. Ah, yes. I I loved, absolutely loved um people who there's actually people on the independent level who buy their own championship belts and then bring them places to defend them and usually usually everybody laughs at those people in a not so good way however andy kaufman doing it um pure genius he he did it i mean he did it to get to get heat from the crowd but yeah, I've known a lot of people who've bought their own belts or created their own championship titles just to just to defend them places. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, and we're quick too. I wanted to talk about this real quick too before we get really hardcore into the wrestling aspect of this. Uh, there's a very famous episode, and I thought this was really interesting, of Saturday Night Live that he was on in the 80s. And there's a skit that they wanted him to do where he's Elvis. And in the middle of his skit, he actually just breaks character and apologizes to the audience and says he's not going to do it. And apparently the reason is he really was a huge Elvis fan. And this skit called for him as Elvis. He was playing Elvis and like he was going to get like uh, some ladies and it was going to be like really risque uh, Elvis thing. And he was like, I can't do this to Elvis. 
And Elvis had already Elvis is gone in '82, right, Andrew? I think he oh, is right. Man. He died died in the '70s, right? Yeah, I think, I think he was got '80. I think '80. He went '80, '81, something like yeah. that. He didn't make it very far in the '80s. Yeah. So the, apparently, a book had just come out about Elvis, and it was kind of harsh to it him uh, toward him on some things. So of course, SNL was playing off of that, and it even started this whole feud between Andy and SNL. Uh, to the point where he challenged some guy from there to a, a uh, to like a, a a thing where he's like, I'm going to challenge you on uh, about how good of a person Elvis was. <laughs> yeah. He just wasn't going to take it, man. Well, didn't so he get like, voted off? Like the fa- like, there's a bunch of people who voted it, him off or something like that. I read. I yeah, don't know if I'm cutting into something, but I I read that. I'm like, what they that's voted that's him after. Off? Yes, we'll get into that. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, that's that's very true. That did happen. But this is when he starts getting the wrestling. He actually goes to uh, a certain Vince McMahon, who's a, another certain Vince McMahon's father. Yeah. He was one of the first ones he went to. And he said, hey, I want to get into wrestling. I'm doing this. And McMahon was like, I don't think so. I think it'll make us look bad. Isn't that just so funny? <laughs> yes. Because he was at Medicine Square Garden, of all places. Yeah. Senior was super protect. Him and his son were had two completely different visions. Yeah. of 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 what wrestling was and Mc, uh, older mcmahon was you know nwa uh you know born and kind of raised in the nwa system and it's like nope we're not doing that we're not breaking tradition and vince vince would have been all over it yeah this is right before uh this is still in territory days too let's also say yeah. that wrestling is still in its territories as in it's uh wrestling's way more of a local thing like you had different sections of the united states for that you watched, there wasn't a national product then. There wasn't like one product that everybody from anywhere in the United States could really watch. Correct. Yeah. And I think what Bob Backlund is the champion right now, and it's not the crazy Bob Backlund we know. It's like the Golden Boy, All American yeah. hustler, like yeah. that. That Bob Backlund. Not we're not going to do anything crazy. We're not going to do anything Nazi. We're going to have. Bruno San Martino after he held the belt for a thousand years, and then we're going to transition to Bob Backlund. Yeah, that's going to be our guy. So I mean, it's I can see it, but it's just so weird that how how different things are are. And if younger Vince would have just been in charge, how the way wrestling history would have changed from that point on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. And. Uh, he's uh, luckily though, this is also at this time where a certain Jerry Lawler uh, is huge and Memphis, the Memphis wrestling scene is one of the bigger ones. It's actually a pretty famous one. Uh, it makes pretty good money. I would dare say. And Lawler and Kaufman talk to each other and Jerry's like, I think we could do something here. We're at least see what happens. And they kind of strike a little deal and Andy's down going down to Memphis, Tennessee, as he yeah. likes to say. Yeah. Cause and he, Oh man, he's so good at that. That, that was such a funny thing too, with the, like how he got to there. Cause even he called Jerry Jarrett, who was yep. the promoter and booker and Jerry Jarrett was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, here, Jer- here's Jerry Lawler's number. You, you could call him and see what you could do. So nobody was really 100% sold on a celebrity in wrestling. And, and well, you I, also got to remember too, like this is also during a time where fans were not necessarily smartened up as they say. 
Right. This is all, it was all still real to me, damn it, type of stuff. Yeah, super protective over characters, business. Like, people, uh, like wrestlers would not have wanted to go in the ring with Andy Kaufman um, and have to put him over. Uh, that's yeah. some inter- inside wrestling speak. Because they're, they're like, oh, it's got to diminish the sport. That's yeah. why the whole angle with him, you know, eventually moving on to uh, and getting approved to, to wrestling women. I think he had a specific uh, partner that, that was like a plant um, that did this all the time. But um, that's what made it so great and what made yeah. it work so well. Yeah, he did have uh, he would have plants every once. He would have plants, but they would have some legit women, yeah. too, that they would pick. Like it was it was both. But uh so they tried on a on a Memphis show, and Jerry sees this and he realizes, man, this is getting a big reaction here. Having these women come up out of the crowd, and uh, they're fighting him and they're trying to pin him, and the crowd's going nuts for this because not only do you want to see this uh, this rich guy lose, this famous rich guy, but Andy Kaufman is so stinking good oh. at getting you to hate him. He knows exactly what buttons to push, and he is a great talker. He is a fantastic talker. There's a lot I think a lot of the younger wrestlers can learn just from Andy Kaufman promos. Oh, yeah. Just the uh, like that first event, and the most famous one is Foxy. Yes, yeah. Who came out of the crowd and she almost got him. And they say if she didn't, uh, in a wrestling term, you know, blow up or get tired, as we would say, he would have lost that. And that is probably the biggest snowball out of that first one is that Foxy almost took him down. And both of the Jerry's, Lawler and Jarrett, were like, "Yeah, we could, <laughs> we could, we could make some money off of this." And that's, yeah. that's how it all just snowballed all the way through, even with his, you know, when he came back and uh, Jerry Lawler says, well, I'm going to take Foxy and I'm going to, I'm going to train her up, even though yep. we, we know today what training is different from then. And it, it, he's, and as Andy's doing it and the way that he's talking is that if Foxy beats him, I think she's going to get what a thousand dollars and he's going to marry her and everything else. And <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. going, I don't want to marry Andy. I want to marry Andy Kaufman. And he's playing it up how great he is and everything else. I, it, like you said, just the way that he was on the microphone and as that Weasley character, like even his wrestling attire the like long john pajamas that your mom used to dress you up in before you go outside and play in the snow or something it looks homemade the whole thing looks homemade yeah yeah i thought yeah it was very rocky one to me or rocky two like he was jogging he just literally just went out there and listen there's people who there's wrestlers who go on shows and they wear sweatpants and all sorts of stuff um they, they just wear that regularly but Yes, he he it, uh, he did not look like a wrestler. That's what made him so hateable. You know, this is the age of of body guys, right? The big jacked guys, or really yeah. in shape guys. I mean, Ric Flair was was massive. Ricky, all these guys were just huge and jacked, and and the fact that he's going out there and he's beating on women, and he's like, yeah, yeah, look at me, look how good I am, look how good I am, and flexing. It just oh, it, it irritates. It's like 
it, there's all these like celebrities and, and, and stuff that, that they get off and they get they get clicks and, and popular by being annoying. Kaufman was that. Yeah, that's exactly what Kaufman was. Yes, I would I would dare so it's a, a click clickbait celebrity um, before <laughs> clickbait was even a thing. Just, yeah, no, he was he was so good that you would pay money to see him get his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what? that's what you need in a heel. That, that's a, or quote unquote bad guy, whatever you want to call them. Or you know, just what can I hate for him next? Like, yeah. I, I know I do that sometimes where I know I hate something and I'm like, well, I'm going to click on it. So now I got something new to hate on this person. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, I'm the... just a miserable man, but then, but yeah. that's what Andy Kaufman was best at. And that's, that's what he did is that whole entire, in the whole entire Memphis thing. You mentioned the promos that he would send in from his thing in Hollywood, Hollywood. Yeah. And there so, so yeah, let's, let's get to that. So here's what happens. Foxy about beats him that first night. So they make a deal where Andy Kaufman's going to come back, and but Foxy's going to get trained up from uh, Jerry Lawler because Lawler kind of came in, and you got to remember this time Lawler was like the Hulk Hogan or the John Cena or uh, the Roman Reigns or whoever you want to use the biggest star in this place. Like he sold tickets, just his name was a humongous deal. So he's the one who comes in and makes the save, and he gets really tired. Uh, he's the hero. And he's so tired of this Hollywood guy uh, just doing this, and he's there to defend everybody's honor, especially, you know, pro wrestling and Memphis's honor. And uh, that's what he does. So they come back the next time, but guess what? Uh, Andy wins. He still wins. And this is what really starts to feud between Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler. And Andy Kaufman starts sending in promos as he's, as he's in Hollywood, his videotapes. And I encourage you to find them. They're on YouTube. They are incredible. They're really, really good, like Andrew was saying. And uh, one of them, did you see the one where uh, there's a woman there and he yeah. wrestles her and like they play like she got hurt? And yeah. he's like, I don't care. I don't care if she's hurt. Like it's <laughs> she, so great. <laughs> just because uh, Bob's, his partner, Bob Zamunda, yeah. played his quote unquote lawyer. And then yeah. he's like, Andy, I think you really hurt her. He's like, I don't care. She's a nobody. I'm rich. I'm from Hollywood. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Hollywood star. I don't care about her. She, what kind of money does she have? She doesn't have any money. Why should we care? And it was just that type of talk and everything else that made you just even hate him. Because you mentioned his uh, when he was making fun of the Southern accent and stuff like that. And they're watching it. And there was a Jimmy Hart mentions there was a wrestler named Dream Machine. And he heard the promo and he looked at Jimmy Hart and goes, he, he should, he shouldn't say it like that. He, 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 he shouldn't say it like that. That's, that's not good. And when you're getting other wrestlers to go, what is this guy doing? Like guys that are professionals to say, no, no, that that's not right. We can't <laughs> do that. But yet Andy Kaufman was like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to make fun of it. And I'm going to bring up the heat and everything else but their their feud was so good that people today still ask jerry lawler if it was real yeah yeah i uh, mean that's how good it was yeah because so uh but he's sending he's sending in these promos really building this up and they're showing it memphis wrestling tv was huge uh their the show on television was really big so it was it was gaining steam and it was starting to kind of hit on a national level too 
And so Andy and Jerry have their match. It's a big deal. It sells out. It's huge. And of course, if you can watch this thing, I another just psychology that's used in this match. There's as a wrestling match, it's obviously nothing. But that's not why you're watching this. You're watching this for the story that's being told here. And, and Andy is brilliant in this. And I think Jerry's the perfect foil for it. And, and it's and he's going and Andy's going around the ring. He's kind of refusing. He doesn't want to start the match because he knows he's going to get beat and he doesn't want to look stupid. And then uh, you know, uh Jerry's like, Hey, I'll let you have a headlock on me. Yeah. Well, he and he talks about swearing too, that Lawler sweared and nobody swore back then. Yeah. And he said, Are you gonna are you gonna make an ass of yourself all night? Or are you gonna are you gonna do something? And that's when the front, you know, I'll let you get the headlock on me. Yeah, it's like when I cuss on panel discussion. I do that just to get a rise out of Matt because he's just not used to it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 something. It is we count, something. Yeah, we count the f bombs I use on there. That's how we do it. It's it's so far it's two. I uh, <laughs> don't. <laughs> it is right. The the f bomb jar is slowly approaching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, and what's brilliant after this though is. Uh, Jerry's big move was the pile driver and he gives Andy not one of those but two and Andy also knows how to sell and when I say sell in wrestling terms for those who don't know that's when you're quote unquote hurt after a move you got to make sure that it looks like that move really really hurt basically is kind of the gist of it and there's an art to that too by the way Uh, and sadly and this is just me being an old man I think it's kind of slowly kind of getting lost yeah. in stuff today, sadly. But uh, Andy was so good at it. And he's laying there, and he's saying, I can't move. You know, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. And he says, get an ambulance. Get an ambulance. And there's another tale, and I don't know if this is true or not. This is a, one of those things that went around where uh, Jerry Jarrett was like, I'm not going to pay for an ambulance. That's expensive. Or yeah. Jerry Lawler is one of them. Yeah, it was Lawler in the ring. The referee yeah. was going in between the two of them. And Eddie like, <laughs> uh, was like, I'll pay for it because he wanted to sell the story. And so he gets taken away. And what's really funny is who else is at the show actually taking the pictures of this is a certain man. Oh, my God. Uh, with the last name of Cornette. <laughs> yep. Another big wrestling name. And uh, so that's uh, there's a really great. I think Vice put it out. It's just uh, it's just him. Uh, Jim Cornette talking about this and it's only like 10 to 15 minutes long very fascinating highly recommend it no matter how you feel about Cornette if you're into wrestling uh, you can't deny his knowledge of stuff so uh, make sure you watch the, it's really really fascinating just his perspective and how he was taking pictures and stuff so uh, but so Andy gets taken away in an ambulance and then this is how Andy sells it. again this is the era of this stuff is real Everywhere that Andy went, even when it wasn't wrestling related, if he knew there was a chance he was going to get filmed or seen, he wore a neck brace. He didn't care. He always wore it. And that sold that even more. And that's when we're going to get to the big moment, not only in wrestling and in sports, but television. When uh, the, the David Letterman show was like, hey, because Kaufman was on there all the time. Uh, Letterman really liked Andy. And he was like, I'm going to have Andy on. And the, they thought that they were going to get these two 
to uh, to you know become friends and shake on it or something like that. They're going to bury the beef, as they say. But when Andy and Jerry got there, they were talking to each other and they were like, "What are we going to do? We don't want to just do that. That's that's lame. That's boring." So on live television, unbeknownst to anyone, uh, it, they get into an argument. Jerry stands up. Keep in mind, Andy is still selling the neck injury, still wearing the neck brace. And he, and this is a kayfabe slap. He slaps the freaking crap out of Andy Kaufman and sends him to the floor, right? And then he sits back down. And then Andy gets up, he walks off, and then he comes back, and he's cussing on live television. Oh, F-bombs like Johnny on panel discussion. Yeah. Yes, he's pulling a he's pulling a me on on the panel discussion, just a cussing left and right, uh, and splashes coffee on Waller and runs off. And that's when Letterman has the very famous saying, "Well, I don't think we can say all those words on television." Or, but I've always <laughs> said, you "Don't throw coffee." Uh, so it's just a lot of really great stuff there, and, Let- and that makes headlines. Yeah, because Letterman even mentioned to Lawler on the set of uh, Man in the Moon the biopic of Andy Kaufman uh, said that pretty much made their show that he is at this time. I, yeah, he is stuck behind like Johnny Carson. So who's really staying up that late, but that made the show, even though Letterman, you know, is huge today and everything else. He still refers to that moment of that simple fight, the slap, the water throw between Kaufman and, Lawler as what really helped him become the star he is today. Yeah, I mean, because you're just like, what? Just, if you saw this, you're like, what just happened? And again, this is not a time where you can go back and see it. So it's it becomes word of mouth and whatever's reported in the newspapers and on the news channels, and it really gets a. It becomes like a. It has its own mythology about it. This whole moment, because there's still today, there's this thing where. I saw an interview with Letterman when he was on, I think it was Howard Stern or something like that. And he was asked about this. He goes, well, did you know? And he goes, well, I felt they were going to do something, but I had no idea <laughs> what it was going to be basically. And uh, it's, it's just pretty wild. So the thing that people don't realize, even those who kind of know about this feud and wrestling is this thing lasted a while. These two, uh, I mean, it's lasted for like a year or two after this. It'd go back and forth. And um, like Jerry, like they went from being, they were uh, they were enemies and, uh, you know, and he would, uh, Kaufman would hire Hitman, quote unquote, to go after Jerry to take him out oh, to, yeah. uh, they both would have the same, they'd have like a, uh, for one time they teamed up because they, you know, sometimes the enemy of your enemies, your friend type of deal. Mm-hmm. So that happened. So they would team up. But also during this, they were noticing that, Andy was seeming less and less like Andy, like he seemed more tired and stuff. And this is when everybody kind of found out that he was sick. And what's another wild thing is he actually, before he, uh, for the end of, of his life, his actual career actually took a hit because of the pro wrestling thing. Uh, it's really wild. Now it would just like highlight both. But back then, it really hurt him. This is when the whole vote with voting him off the show kind of thing yeah. happened was this time. It was, uh, he was having a harder time getting work. He was actually kind of looked down upon from the quote unquote Hollywood people, I guess, in a way. 
Uh, so uh, he kind of just kept going back to wrestling, but he loved it so much. One of the other big, um, I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, Cornette said it, and I saw it in a couple other things that all the checks that he that Andy Kaufman got for this, he never cashed a one. He actually had them framed because he was just so proud of the stuff he had done. That is that is uh true. Jerry Jarrett confirmed it because he said that they were switching over banks, so you know you got to reconcile the books and everything else. And he got a phone call and said, "Hey, there's a whole whole bunch of like checks that weren't cashed." And it was all of Andy Kaufman's checks. And wow. This also with the feud, it was so believable. Uh, I know a lot of wrestling fans or know anything about history knows cowboy Bill Watts from the mid South. Who's like hardcore. If you know, remember from when he took over WCW for a little bit in the early nineties, where he got rid of the mats on the outside. Nobody was allowed to jump from the top rope. And it was like yeah. all these he called Jerry Jarrett after the pile driver and was like, I just want to thank you for what you did to Andy Kaufman after you <laughs> bad mouthing us about our business and everything else. And Jerry Jarrett's like, I just had a smile on my face. And I'm like, well, you're welcome. And I, I hung up. <laughs> yeah. How do you reply to that? <laughs> yeah. Because you're, you're taking this guy who knows the value of kayfabe and everything else and not even thinking like, this is fake. This is not really happening between these two guys. Uh, Dutch Mantel, part of the Memphis territory yeah. at that time, said that he didn't want to know. He said he didn't want to know anything. If he saw them together, he'd just walk away because he did not want to know what it was because he was such a fan of everything going on and everything else. It's it yeah. It's just amazing what he did and everything that he. I think he did a lot for pro wrestling in a way. And he was the first probably 100% E for, you know, what we know now as sports entertainment. That was Mr. Often yeah, say he definitely pioneered, you know, that, that route. And I think, I think people took notice, right? Cause uh, again, we talked about the WWF at the time. They were really, they, they weren't really storylines. Weren't a big thing. They weren't, uh, prominent it was more so here's a match card here's what happens every now and then you'll throw a storyline um and this they seen the money in and i i would i would probably i would bet some money that vince mcmahon jr saw this and wanted to make his entire business model um envision professional wrestling based on this there's actual uh interviews where kaufman gets brought up the vince mcmahon and he's like man and i was really I really didn't understand why my dad passed on that. Like, cause yeah. it's like, man, I would have jumped on that a million percent. So, yeah. uh, I mean, cause Andy was a big star too. I mean, we can't, I can't stress that enough. Taxi was a huge show. Andy was a well-known celebrity at this time. And Memphis wrestling was also really huge. So that was a great combination here. And they actually really elevated each other to the national spotlight when this, when that didn't happen very often uh, at this time. So, but of course, like I said, Andy was getting sick and he would sadly pass away and he was a young man. He was still in his thirties when he died. So it was really sad, but here's the thing too. And I think Andy would like this. Uh, he's also one of those, just like Elvis, uh, just like, uh, you know, so many other celebrities that we, that have a shroud of mystery about them. A lot of people are like, I don't, I, is this a bit, is he going to come back? Is this real? 
Uh, and I think he really, you know, that's, I think he would actually get a kick out of that. He probably would. Yeah. I mean, that's, listen, like he's like the under, he was like the undertaker. And by, by that, I mean that he was so good at protecting his character yeah. always that, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, there was that shroud of mystery around him. Yeah, there are still people. There are people who are waiting for him to show up at his Hall of Fame induction. Yes, they, they, they're they're like, oh wow, he's, he watch him show up, and it is the master class. I, as great as that would be, I highly doubt it, but it would be uh, the most Andy Kaufman thing uh, yes, to occur. He was such a big Elvis fan that even Jimmy Hart said after every match because Jimmy Hart was. Uh, uh, they refer to him as handlers or you know, somebody that drove around the talent. Yeah. That he would have to drop, like not drop them off, but they would park in front of the gates at Graceland and he would meditate. But before he would meditate, he'd write his name on the gate in chalk and then sit there and meditate in front of Elvis in front of Graceland. That's how That's cool. that they say he was a, a kooky kooky dude either way but yeah. yeah that's how much he he loved elvis and everything else that he would and they would sit there for like an hour and jimmy hart's like it would be raining and i want to say andy that chalk's just gonna wash off and then he goes you know what i don't even care i'll just go sit in the car and i'll watch him meditate <laughs> that's that's how huge of an elvis fan and he meant to him meant to him as well that's just uh that's just pretty wild but yeah so andy kaufman uh, not only a pioneer in comedy, but a pioneer in pro wrestling, I would say. Yep. Uh, what a legend on both accounts. Just someone who wasn't afraid to perform, who got it. I think is the best way to put it. He understood it when it came to pro wrestling, even. Uh, he was like, yeah, I'm all about this performance here and the story I can tell with this. And I want people to boo me. <laughs> kind of thing. And he, he was really brilliant at it. But that's the the story of Andy Kaufman. Uh, next, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to, uh, I guess I'll just call this the Did You Know of Andy Kaufman. Lawler with a pile driver. Only the second move by Lawler. And bang goes Kaufman. It's going to be a disqualification. Danny Davis, his manager, not believing it. Gary Lawler, six minutes and 50 seconds with a pile driver, has been disqualified. The winner by disqualification, Andy Kaufman. Six. Lawler rolling call. He's coming right, between the fellas, figures. Like we said rolling. before, this year, as of this recording in 2023, the WWE are going to finally open up the gates of the Hall of Fame to one Andy Kaufman. So what we're going to do here is you two are going to take turns trying to name a celebrity who's in the WWE Hall of Fame. And whoever can get, and you're going to go back and forth taking turns until one of you can't name one anymore. I will tell you this, there are 12 in total, not counting Andy. And how we're going to decide who goes first is I'm going to give you a question, and whoever gets closest to the answer 
wins and I guess to go first because I think it's an advantage to go first in this game. All right, you guys understand? Yep. Yep. All right. The question is, how many episodes of Taxi was Andy actually on? Thirteen. All right, Andrew. Fifty. The actual answer is seventy-nine. Damn, I was way the hell off. That show was on for a much longer than I thought too, Matt. So don't feel bad. <laughs> so don't feel too bad. That show was actually was on regular. for quite a long time. I didn't know. It yeah, was regular, I think it was like a hundred and I don't know the whole number. It was over a hundred and twenty, thirty episodes, and he was on about half of them, I think, something like that. Okay. All right. So that means Andrew gets to go first. Andrew, give me a second to find my writing utensil here, so I can keep up with this myself. We're only naming celebrities in the WWE. Just celebrities. I got the list here of all 12, not counting Andy. And you got to name one of them, and then you're going to go back and forth until one of you can't name one. I'm going to name uh, somebody that served not at the same time with me, but in the same unit I did. Uh, That's Mr. Drew Carey. There you go. That's one, Drew Carey. Hmm. All right, Matt. Uh, this is really hard because there's a there's a bunch that I've joked about being in the Hall of Fame, and there's a bunch that actually there's a few that actually are. Like I've joked about Snooky being in the Hall of Fame, but also <laughs> there's a part of me that's like, is she actually? Hmm. Um, I'm gonna say Pete Rose. There you go. There's another one. Okay. All right, Andrew. Uh, I know he's a regular on the panel discussion. I'm going to go Arnold Schwarzenegger. There, yes, there you go. Is he really? He most certainly is. Why? <laughs> what did he do in wrestling? We'll have to ask him on Tuesday, Matt. Maybe he'll know. I guess check we'll out, have to. Check out panel discussion uh, wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> All right, all right, Matt, your turn. Ah, uh, man. Also, uh, this is a clue for both of you. When I say celebrity, it doesn't just mean television. So just so you know. Okay. Is uh, I'm trying to think of celebrities that actually did something wrestling, aside from Snooky. Um. Uh, Mike Tyson. Mike there Tyson. You go. Yep, there okay. you go. Mike, Mike Tyson is another one. All right, Andrew, your turn. Sylvester Stallone. Andrew, I'm sorry. Sylvester Stallone is not. He's not? I thought he was. WWE Hall of Fame, no. All right, Matt, you got a chance to win this if you can get this. I should have went with my other one. Oh, God. Oh, I can't believe I almost forgot about this. It's <laughs> it's the best. It's the biggest Hall of Fame induction oh, ever, and the best. Donald Trump was in the uh, in the WWE Hall of Fame. Matt, you have won the game. Donald Trump is indeed. And Andrew, who was the other one you had on your mind? I was going to say Snoop Dogg. So this Snoop is Dogg is I kind of made Dogg like a little there. list. I have two more. So I don't right, right, what are the other two? Yeah, Snoop Dogg's in there. All right. So Snoop, I said Snoop Dogg. Liberace? No. 
and Muhammad Ali. No, oddly enough. Yeah, which is really wild when you're going to hear this list because Muhammad Ali for sure should have been on here. Well, he, I think he only had one match. Oh, then again. Well, it's okay, well, Drew Carey's in the, not only just Drew one match, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> and Muhammad, uh, he freaking. Yeah, it was uh, him and Anoki, right? It was him and Anoki. Ali and Anoki. And then he did the referee duty at WrestleMania 1. And That's he fought right. Superman. Patterson. And he fought Superman. <laughs> he fought Superman slash Clark Kent. In a wrestling ring. That is true. That is true. All right. So here's the, here's the full list. All right. Drew Carey, Snoop Dogg. Ozzy Osbourne, what? William the Refrigerator Perry. Okay. Uh, his name is Kid Rock. Pete Rose. Uh, Captain Kirk himself, William Shatner. Arnold Schwarzenegger. What the hell? Uh, one that I thought one of y'all would get because he pities all the fools, guys. Is Mister T. Uh, Donald Trump, of course, you got that one. Mike Tyson, another big one, of course, especially kind of as a, one of the forefronts of the Attitude Era would be Mike Tyson bringing that in. Yeah. And then another one. This is one I thought Andrew would get because he's kind of a one that me and you wouldn't think of. Uh, his first name is Bob. His last name Uker. is Euchre. Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre. Yeah. So that's your 12. It'll be 13. Uh, this year at an Andy Kaufman to there, but that's wild that some of these guys are in there when the ones that y'all named, I would have put above some of these <laughs> for sure. You know who talking about Mr. Uh, Cornette is he still thinks they're shocked that they're not in the hall of fame either. And they need to get in there is one Cindy Lopper. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. I, yeah. I was kind of shocked that she is not in considering uh, the managing she did with maybe because of the whole Wendy Richter thing, but isn't Wendy Richter in too? I don't know. Is she? I want to say she is because uh, it was really inside baseball. There's a there's a mobile WWE game I play all the time, and she's on there. And I would assume she, they oh. wouldn't put her on there if they were having some issues with her. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's it is wild the ones they choose and don't choose. Like, I mean, she is vital to like just WrestleMania history. Correct. That's that whole rock and wrestling area. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she she helped launch it. Yeah, she helped launch it. And she was huge at this time, too. I mean, her name meant something that they were having her. I mean, I bet you they sold some tickets just because people are like, oh, man, Cindy's going to be there. So, yeah, it's wild that she's not in there. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah, man, that's what I've heard. That's That's what I've heard. And have you ever seen the, oh, crap, the Goonies? music video it's oh yeah, yeah loaded with heels classy freddie blassie the iron Sheik, roddy piper and i can't believe she's still not in. it's it is wild that she's not uh it's it's a real it's almost as like that hall of fame's a work but who knows you know guys <laughs> <laughs> it's so real to me damn it <laughs> something tells me that uh there's another pro wrestling hall of fame that's not wwe directed and i'm and they're very different hall of fames uh not taking away from either one of them because i think it's a big honor to be in either one of those but uh especially if you're a pro wrestler i would say uh but you know it's just really wild that and i like drew carey i have nothing against drew carey i loved the drew carey show growing up i like drew carey a lot but it's wild that he's on here when cindy lopper's not it's just really weird <laughs> so, a little strange yeah yeah 
Uh, but there you go. That's the celebrities who are in the Hall of Fame in the WWE. Uh, but that is your uh, Andy Kaufman's Did You Know? Let's go to where we think Andy Kaufman stands in pop culture today. We're going to do a pause here for station identification and get the hose Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as you can tell, Andy Kaufman is here, sort of, and uh, Jerry, Jerry Lawler is also here, and uh, there's some nights I wish Tom were here, but that's not the case. Um, uh, is Andy, are you coming in here again, or? I am sick of this bullshit. You are full of bullshit, my friend. I will sue you for everything you have. I will sue your ass. You're a motherfucking asshole. As far as I'm concerned, you hear me? A fucking asshole. Well, I think today, guys, it's not unusual for somebody. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not unusual to be loved by one. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, every time I think that, I think of Mars Attacks. <laughs> <That's me. laughs> uh, I love that movie. But it's it's not strange for a celebrity to be involved with pro wrestling now. It's kind of a like it, it just happens all the time sort of thing and just on different levels though like andy was heavily involved <laughs> heavily like he was the major storyline right and that kind of level it's been a while since we've seen that i think in pro wrestling when it comes to a celebrity who's actually involved as part i mean a main part of one of the major angles going on in Pro wrestling. I'm trying to think of the last one. What? Who do you guys think is the last one? Probably we Tyson did? or Dennis Rodman, maybe. One they of those. Uh, yeah. I don't think they liked Rodman. Who was the other one? Carl. Or you know what? Logan. I think Logan Paul is really like it. Yeah, he's, I think that's he's fair. crushing yeah. it right now. But I get where you're coming from, Johnny. Where where the celebrity gets invested like heavily in the craft. Uh, it, and and starts to appreciate. Actually, they've been doing that a lot lately uh, with Logan Paul, Bad Bunny. I think yeah. a couple other ones. Um, but it's it is cool to see that people, they, like the celebrities, they take it seriously. You know, growing up all the time, you hear all the all that 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 fake stuff, that fake yeah. stuff, and then you get like a you got like Snoop Dogg. I mean, Shaq's been involved in some yeah. pretty major stuff, and they're just they're loving it, and they're having the time of their lives, and it's the coolest thing. So, yeah, I would say Kaufman was probably I would also say that Kaufman was the first celebrity who did it, didn't look down upon it and and embraced the opportunity that he had. So, yeah, yeah, I would I would agree. It's just the now just so everybody knows, too, uh, Matt was actually was a pro wrestler at one time. Yeah. And. Uh, and he likes to point this out to me all the time as a big brag. He got to work as extra work on WWE before. Uh, but Ooh. another thing, too, that a lot of people don't realize is some things you you really love, but then when you actually get involved with it and you get to see all the inner workings of it, uh, it's sometimes it's hard to keep that love of that thing because some of it will maybe etch away. Maybe you'll – I mean, I know this just from the art scene, honestly. You'll meet some – people that you looked up to and they may or may not be what you'd hope they'd be that type of thing. I mean, that happens quite a bit 
Uh, thankfully, in the art scene, most of the people have been really cool. But it does happen where somebody you're like, man, I really like this person. You finally meet them, and it's a, it's not what you had hoped type of thing. And I know Matt experienced that <laughs> as well. But uh, nope, every wrestler I've ever okay. met has been a great human being. Yeah, every single one of them. Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, all the extras backstage at w- all the the main people in backstage at WWE. Yeah, CM you know, Punk was great. CM yeah. Punk definitely didn't tell me to to to, to f off because um, he was eating his dinner. <laughs> you know, wrestlers have been great, great human beings. You should have just given him a Pepsi. I I think he likes those. He's got the tattoo. Uh, and yelled the cobra in his face, smashed his sandwich, and went cobra. Pepsi <laughs> 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 at him. <laughs> uh, but also uh, not just for wrestling just in entertainment andy was a trailblazer i feel just a different dude who really loved entertaining and took chances and i do think that he really started this quote-unquote brand of alternative comedy type thing of uh, people playing uh doing more and more playing characters on stage that type of deal he's the one who really really took that and ran with it and i mean uh but what was different was he would he would play different aspects on different shows you know some people today they play a character they just kind of stay that character like larry the cable guy just so just a little inside baseball here that's not really who he is that's just i still don't believe it but i also i'm aware and uh It'll blow you away if you hear him just talking like himself in an interview. I'll just say that. And he's yeah, from I'm Oklahoma. Not, I'm <laughs> not ready. For, yeah, I'm not ready for all that. Yeah. Not ready for it. Just so everybody Isn't knows. Carlos me. Mencia, like, was no, no, he he's didn't. from Honduras. Somebody, I thought they did, like, a fake accent, too. He did. That's why Joe Hogan yeah. oh, called him out. Because oh, they, well, it wasn't just that. He was stealing jokes, too. Yeah, but, he was stealing yeah. jokes, and he's not even... He, yeah, I can say he's not even from like Mexico. He's not even Mexican, but that was like his whole thing was yeah, making fun of making fun of like the Mexican culture and everything coming over here. And he's from like Honduras. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, and I knew, I knew his... you're like, wait a minute, that would be like me making fun of people from like Pennsylvania, but I'm from New York. You know, yeah. that's where I'm gonna pretend like I'm from. Right. I'm just gonna let y'all know that my accent is real. I wish it wasn't, but this is what it is. Yeah. So just, uh, I'm sorry. I guess <laughs> it's been it's been getting better for me, Johnny. I've know I know I've known you for almost five years now, but your <laughs> accent isn't laid on so thick as it as it once was. Oh, thank goodness! Thank goodness! Uh, you you almost sound like a normal person. You just gotten so used to me. It's all it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but uh, uh, because I've never been called a normal person ever in my life. But uh, just a side note about <laughs> I, said, Carlos, oh, I did say almost. I did say true, almost. Yeah. Uh, a little side note about Carlos Mencia, who I before I knew all that stuff, I actually thought he was really funny. But uh, I knew his star had fallen when not too terribly long ago, when it's like five years ago or something like that. He was headlining a very small comedy club in Hickory, North Carolina, and that's when I knew that he wasn't doing so well. Yeah. So, uh, also, side note, uh, same with, uh, but I like this guy, um, Pauly Shore. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I was sad I missed because I would love to meet Pauly Shore and uh, talk to him about Encino Man because it's one of my favorite movies. But yeah. Uh, but Andy Kaufman, I think his legacy, it's really cool to see his legacy kind of coming back around here lately with all these shows and with the WWE talking about him again. 
Uh, so I'm really, it's, I think it's really cool to see all that. Personally. Have you seen the biopic of a man on the moon? Yes. Yes. I've seen that and the documentary about the making of that. Yeah. Cause I think that's the closest thing we have today to Andy Kaufman is a Jim Carrey. Cause if you ever notice Jim Carrey now, but he's a little bit more established. He just comes out and he says stuff. Yeah. And it kind of makes you go, is he, is he being serious or is he just being Jim? Yeah. Yeah. You know, in a way. And he plays oh, great to the T. Oh, he made people mad. Like he was, he was so he, quote, he unquote, pissed off Jerry Lawler he, he, yeah. during the making <laughs> of that. He made him legit yeah. mad. That was the other thing that I forgot to mention about the feud is, did you know that at, um, while making the movie man on the moon, Andy's parents were there and they walked up to Jerry Lawler and goes, you know, for years we hated you. We just, <laughs> we just hated you. And then, then all of a sudden we realized that it was all just an act. So yeah, because they were actually saw, friends. <laughs> and then Jerry slapped the shit out of both of them. No. <laughs> Show me your puppies, Mrs. Coffin. (laughs) Puppies. It's all just an act. We'll pay him. I'll pay him. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, that was I remember seeing that documentary too, and Jerry was talking about it. He's like, Yeah, and I was like, I had to take Jim to the side and be like, you know, like me and Andy were friends, right? (laughs) (laughs) So uh yeah. Um that's another thing for another time of this method acting thing. I think it's uh Get a grip. <laughs> get a grip. Uh, you don't need to treat people like crap to get in the character. I hate to tell you, yeah. but yeah, uh, that's Andy Kaufman. Uh, we uh, we want to thank you all for uh, staying here, listening to us on this very special episode of Retro Pop Active Sports, and uh, it means a lot to Matt and Andrew and I that we have uh, that we have this support very much. So. I don't know how to end this because this is technically two shows at once. You got to combine it. You asked for this. You got to combine. I don't oh, know how man. we do I... the endings for both shows, but you got to combine right. it somehow. Uh, Matt, what are we talking about next time on Retro Pop? Yeah. All right. So the month of April, we are falling in line with the wonderful theme of uh, April Fools. And we're going to do a comedian's month. And uh, I have decided for. Uh, our next episode, I'm going to talk about a very controversial um, yet very popular stand-up comedian. And uh, we're going to discuss the life of Mr. Dave Chappelle uh, for our next episode of Retro Pop. Uh, the Chappelle Show to this day, one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Changed my life. Changed my it, life. It, it it blew my mind. Like my <laughs> comedy mind exploded. It's like, oh, you can do this. This is funny. So, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so we're talking about the next time on Retro Pop. Andrew, what are we talking about next time on? Interactive sports. Very different. We are talking about the surgery that has saved many careers of baseball pitchers in the Tommy John surgery. That's right. Tommy John himself. We're going to have Tommy John on our podcast. I wish. <laughs> to talk about the surgery named after him. And uh, so stay tuned for those shows. Uh, for Andrew, for Matt, I'm Johnny Townsend. Uh, and of course, I thank